Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. That's right. The Shameless Pug Podcast is here after a semi-unannounced hiatus, but not to worry. My name's TMT Coco, and I'm joined by... I lick my sock, 117. That's the one. Now, let's address the elephant in the room. We are a weekly podcast that has not podcasted for weeks. Why don't you go and go ahead and uh, explain yourself there, Sock? Where have I you mean, been? What have I you thought, been? It, what have you been? to be honest, it's your fault because, like, you're you're the man in the chair. You're the you're the guy homing, True, pounding out these here. videos. You were still here. I thought you were having a guest on, and you know, I was like, well, hey, you listen, see, I'm, you got this right, and you said yes, yes, homie, I got you. <laughs> well, I'm a loyal host, and I thought you know it just wouldn't be the same if you weren't here. This is this is a co project. I I just I couldn't do it. You know. No, it's all good. I, uh, for those who don't know, I went out on a uh, 28-day trip with the uh, Canadian Coast Guard as a navigation officer, which is my true trade, aside from, you know, podcasting. All right, just announce the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Carry on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm back now. So we're looking forward to more weekly releases of the Shameless Plug podcast. Uh, for those of you who are new, welcome. And for those of you coming back, also welcome. And if you're listening to this and you haven't liked or subscribed, I don't know what you're doing. Then shame on you. <laughs> shame on Honestly, you. Leave. No, I'm kidding. Don't, please. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I had a good trip, uh, you know, just around the east coast of, uh, you know, mostly Canada. We don't, we're the Canadian Coast Guard, so no reason to go down there. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good trip and I'm good to be back. Good to be back. There's Before I left, the, war, the world was at peace and gas wasn't enormously expensive, but... As soon as I went well, away and Coco was left here to hold the line, everything went to shit. So Yeah. <laughs> I think all the responsibility of that falls solely on my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah. I mean what's really happened since he left though, I mean. So the gas price has doubled, yeah. I mean that's kind of all right. There's a little a little tussle going on out somewhere uh, in Europe and I mean we got the Paralympics, so that's pretty cool. Uh Wait, did Russia? Yeah, nothing major, really, that, that I can think after? of. Did yeah. they? Did they compete in the Paralympics? Uh, I, I don't actually that. know if they kept going in the in that or not, but mm. I think they. Who actually watches to know, really? What well, <laughs> I mean, that's messed up. Like it's sad. <laughs> it's sad, but it just does not get the recognition. That I mean, I don't watch it, but <laughs> not, neither do I. <laughs> Like okay. I, I think in my head, like man, I hope people watch that. Like these people are really trying, but I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to tell you like what the list of sports are. Like, is there the Paralympic equivalent of the regular Olympic for every category? I don't think so. Uh, it's it's most at least. Like obviously, there's no regular hockey. There's only sledge hockey and stuff like that. But right, I but think is for there the most part they have like, handicap bod sledding? Like I don't. I don't think so. I'm just picturing, like, this is probably horrible, but I'm picturing someone in a wheelchair, like, wheeling up behind the bobsled, and they, like, wheel onto it, and the momentum from the wheelchair pushes into it. No, yeah, they're luge. They just, like, just... I mean, it'd be the the same, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You don't move either way. (laughs) I don't know. This is horrible. This is all horrible. Yeah, okay, let's... We've gotten off track, so what I really want to do is uh, just point out the fact that uh, you hate the environment. I think it's about time that you got canceled because little detail he leaves out here on his little journey on the boat. You know how for years now it started with like an unfortunate truth by that environmentalist guy. I can't remember Al Gore. where they talk about 
like yeah that's the one <laughs> with uh i knew that with like the ice the polar ice caps melting and stuff like that well this man has been doing nothing for the past 28 days but absolutely annihilating ice can you please explain to me what the benefit of that is like why well, does the ice need to die the ice needs to die in specific areas because human need and human desire says it does for example like on the east coast of canada between the island of newfoundland and the mainland of Canada, which is the Labrador side, there's a ferry. And the ferry is a rather new idea in comparison to the rest of the Earth's history. And the ice has been very bad there, and bad in regards to, like, there's a lot of it. It comes, it floats down the East Coast in the Labrador current. And just with that, jams in and there. a bit of wind, it just wedges in there. Like, if they can build a bridge to PEI that's less of a distance, build a bridge there. <laughs> because they decided yeah, no, to make a make ferry. Sense. And that consistently cannot get across without an ice-breaking escort. And spend a lot of time doing that. And it's a big waste of government money. Like, in hindsight, build a bridge. It will pay for itself in, like, 10 to 20 years. I don't know what the deal with that is. but And the worst part is, is that the part that you go through, there is, there's a very big overpopulation of seals in the area. Like, seals, like harbor seals. And they're eating right. all the fish. And, like, half the people there live off fishing. And so there's a big old debate that, like, we need to kill more seals because there's an annual seal hunt. <laughs> we need to kill more seals. And so when you're when you're in the command of a ship and you're you're doing a task, like for example, escorting another ship through the ice, it's your it's your job to make sure that your vessel and the other vessel are safe. Like there's nothing you can do. Like there's only so much water between these these two pieces of land. So you gotta maintain your course. Yeah. And there just happens this happens to be a seal breeding ground. Um so Great. all right. You could say that it's it is horrible in the sense that we can't get out of the way because we have to get from point A to point B without, you know, diverting from the seal's location. But the other time we're helping out the fishery one seal at a time, if you get my drift. Okay, so not only <laughs> I went into this jokingly saying you were killing the environment by breaking some pieces of ice that would otherwise melt in the summer anyways, probably. But you are you are actually committing some mild form of animal genocide. All right, but it's, um, there's so, like I said, like there's too <laughs> many of them. There are too many. You know, does foot boot or boot ant ant boot? <laughs> like that's and what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was a good trip. Other than that, like it was horrible. What's going on with like the the seals? Up, they just don't get out of the way, and like it's not like you can just turn and hit the land. Like the seals just, they don't move. I mean, it's Some of them, I'm you're sure trying the to move a little bit out of the way and the seal will just kamikaze towards the <laughs> front of the boat. Like this seal has had enough. And yeah, it was, it was quite horrible. Okay. Hear me. What if they eat the seals? Well, people, do, there's a seal hunt. Like there's a season. They, they actually like for hunting the seals. Food? Yeah. They okay. hunt the seals and they eat like the, the seal flippers. It's like a delicacy. I've tried it. I don't know what the big deal is. It's kind of gross. Um, but yeah, like there's a seal hunt, right? So, and like there's so many of these seals. Like there's more seals than there are seagulls in, in the GTA. Like, you know, like it's a big problem. Lord. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. It's just the natural cycle of life. You know, it's, it's Darwin kicking in here when the seal just decides not to move out of the way. It's not like we're going Mach 1. Like, we're only going <laughs> like 20 kilometers an hour or like 12, oh, 12 knots or whatever. Anyway. 
it's uh, now I'm just picturing the uh, which Austin Powers movie was it when the guy's just standing in front of them and they've got that big roller and he's yelling for him to get out of the way and the guy's right. standing there and it takes like a minute and a half to actually get to him. That's right. He's like, get out of the way. Like these seals, like they, they have loads of time and they see us coming. They probably feel us coming. And True. they just, they don't make that conscious effort. That's just Darwin kicking in. That's natural selection at its finest. You see some of them, some of the little, the younger ones scurrying away. They're going to be fine. <laughs> but the parents are just <laughs> had enough. They're like, you know what? No. Some of them it. will like, they'll be like way far off the poor bow. Like you, if he didn't move, he'd be fine. Or she or whatever. And then they just start <laughs> trekking right to your path. And like, there's nothing you can do. It, maybe it's a conscious con, conscious choice who knows i even tried like blowing the ship's whistle right to see like you know if they would get out of the way right and i got a call and the skipper called up and said hey knock that off there's people trying to sleep <laughs> off watch trying to sleep I'm like i'm just trying to save lives <laughs> so anyway that was my trip in a nutshell it was good it was a good trip though we had to, there was a lot of broken down ships uh we had to like make sure there was no environmental disasters even though I guess you pick and choose what you call an environmental disaster. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. you know, I don't make those decisions. So, yeah. Yeah, good trip. Now, unfortunately, nice. there was a, a search and rescue call that didn't go didn't go quite our way, you know, but you can't you can't save everybody and that's that. That's true. How well, was your been very happy. This has been well. <laughs> I just want to say this has been probably the cheeriest intro to the Shameless Plug podcast I ever had. Well, What's what's happened for me in a month? Um, I was supposed to get my eyes tested today, and my eye doctor got hit by a car yesterday. <laughs> so, do you think like he didn't see it coming, or <laughs> like I, it like it doesn't bode well at all? Like I, I'm kind of maybe it maybe someone was looking out for me, and they're like, yeah, this guy's not gonna give him glasses because it ain't gonna work. So they've immediately replaced him with someone else that's going to check my eyes on Tuesday. So maybe by the next episode, I won't be totally blind. Or rather, I will be diagnosed as totally blind, but there may be a solution. I might have glasses. We'll see. What kind of frames do you see yourself getting? Like, you know, like I'm trying to imagine. Well, my inner frugal me is like, well, I'll just buy the cheapest ones. But then I realize it's probably like those super skinny wireframe, perfectly circular ones. And there ain't no way. Like that ain't gonna work. <laughs> like Harry Potter kind of vibe going. Or... Yeah. So, I, I've been thinking about it, but honestly, I don't even know what most frames look like. Like, I've never looked at someone's glasses and been like, "Look at the shape of those." <laughs> Did you ever see Despicable Me? The first, yeah. Cause, so. Obviously, because Steve Carell voices. You know, of course you've seen it. Yeah, you're, you're a diehard Steve Carell fan. It's true. But, I uh... watched The Office ten times. <laughs> Anyway, like the first evil villain is like the vector guy in like the orange jumpsuit, and he has those right. glasses, like the slick, like cool nerd kind of glasses. That's what you should get <laughs> the vector glasses for sure. <laughs> yeah, like the only ones that I could con- like actually think of in my head. I'm sure I could probably just you know use Google or something revolutionary like that. But the only ones I can think of are just like the plain black frame squared off ones, kind of like the Ray Bans glasses. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. You can get away with that, for sure. Try yeah. it the old, uh, uh, depending on what your prescription is, try it the old contact lens, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I get a contact lens, the thing is going to weigh like three pounds, because I feel so blind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm expecting full-on to get the 
the super thick like grandpa glasses. When just I go just in. don't get the glasses from the up grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's probably gonna be me. But, but yeah, I don't know. Contacts are something I'd have to look into, but I'll probably just get the glasses first just to actually be able to see road signs. <laughs> right. So like on your license like, it doesn't have any handicap or anything, right? Like you're No, I yeah. and even back then like my distance it, it's distance vision that i can't see super well and even back then i went into it and i knew that they were, they do like that kind of quick version of the eye test and i thought for sure that they would say yeah you need glasses but they didn't and i'm like okay so is everybody blind <laughs> like do road signs are that do, do they serve a purpose because i can't read road signs until i'm pretty much there like i see an exit at the highway and i either need to memorize which one it is or I'm turning into that bad boy just as it veers off. Because, <laughs> like, signs are just... There's no point for me. I recognize, like, stop signs because of the color. And that's about it. Just because of the color. So it'll be, a, it'll be a wild experience actually seeing things when I'm driving. It's okay. One of the things for, like, working in the marina industry is that you can't be colorblind because you have to see, like, the red and green boys, right? Oh, yeah. Anyway, I have a friend who has a doctor that just, like, lets them slide with it. He's totally so colorblind. He's actually colorblind. He, he got doing, the pass. He's doing well. Oh, that, yeah. that inspires a lot of confidence. <laughs> but like, why would you choose to do that? Like, like you know, the one thing you need to do or... is see those colors, and you can't. Why would you still do it? Well, I mean, you can get away with it because, like, for boys, for example, like the buoys, like there's different shapes of them. So, like, if you can see the shape, mm. you can kind of get away with it, but. So it's like how the yield signs are triangles, stop signs. Are that's right. Yeah, that's how you get away with that. Like, you know, you should, yeah. well, not that you come to a complete stop anyway, but. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I still wouldn't do it, but I, I, I get the possibility. Right. <laughs> a yield sign is a stop sign that just didn't quite make it, you know? <laughs> like. Well, it's a stop sign you can ignore. Right. Is how I, I think. Until of. you hit somebody. <laughs> well, that's their fault. They should have yielded <laughs> what are you supposed to yield to them <laughs> wait hold up <laughs> if no that's when wrong? that's when you have the accident and as the first thing you do is not get out and make sure the other person's okay or your passenger's okay the first thing you do is you get out and you move that yield sign so it's pointing at their leg. <laughs> <laughs> like the first jurassic you... park when buddy knocks over the arrow sign and spins it <laughs> when new one spins the sign <laughs> <laughs> like you you got to make sure that's pointed right, and then everything's going your way. You're you're gonna be able to sue for lots of money. You're gonna be financially set. You'll you'll be fine, as long as you do that. But, so yeah, we, yeah, TBD on the glasses then. I until then, you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens on Tuesday, and then maybe next episode in the following month. I'll have glasses. <laughs> no, I'm right. kidding. We're going back to weekly. I swear until sock leaves again right now what one thing we did mention with the glasses was we talked about the harry potter style glasses and we had another topic you you wanted me to kind of catch myself up on here and that's hogwarts legacy which just released a trailer at the playstation state of play which was what yesterday a couple days ago yesterday ago. yeah at the time of this recording it was yesterday yeah <laughs> which will also be the 
same day it's released, probably, because we plan ahead like that. Actually, no. Well, okay. We'll figure that <laughs> out. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. You'll know. <laughs> You'll know when it's in. <laughs> we don't. I won't. <laughs> I get a well, text. Yeah. yeah, by the way, the podcast said, so make sure you like it yourself so we can. <laughs> yeah, like it with your two YouTube accounts. That's and right. uh, With the burners. I, I made the title. I hope you like it. But, yeah. Right. So yeah, you're pretty excited for Hogwarts Legacy. You think it's going to be good? I really am because like myself, like, you know, being a, a 97 child and like coming up through, I never, we were never in the age. Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd. Anyway. Yikes. Um, yeah. So like we never grew up with like the book side of Harry Potter. I mean, I'm sure the real no, yeah, kids I, I read it. I like read I never read them. Yeah. <laughs> like I think my better half, I think she read them all. I don't know. She describes how Hackard looks so perfect. I said he just looks like Buddy in the movie. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so we grew. I grew up with the Harry Potter movie. I'm trying yep, to keep he it looks together. He, looks. He, that's yeah, right on. I'm glad they nailed it. <laughs> it's all the same to me. I didn't know. I didn't even know him until I met him there. Anyway, so we grew up with well, the movies, right? The like book, just like Philosopher's Stone, all the way up. You know, bada boom, bada bang. And, you know, Harry Potter four. They start getting older, horny, and you know. And the next thing you know, we're at the end fighting the bad guy. Like it was a great adventure between like eight movies, you know, like yeah. it was, it was a theatrical release, like every two to three years. It was great. It was fantastic. Like I was not really into Harry Potter, but at the time, like when the movies were coming out, I'd be like, oh yeah, like the next Harry Potter movie is coming out, you know, I was pretty casual about it. Just like I am kind of with Marvel now. Like I just like, as new movies are coming out, I'm just like, yeah, let's go watch that. It's kind of like, that, that was like the Marvel back in the day. You know what I mean? The Harry Potter movies coming out. Yeah. They paved, they paved the way. Yeah, like it was like Harry Potter walks so Marvel could run. That's right. Like how many other movie franchises besides like James Bond and like not even back then Fast and Furious had more than like five movies, right? Like they stretched this out to eight movies. It's crazy. Anyway, so this new game's coming out. Hogwarts Legacy. And it's like this new action RPG, like single player, not an MMO. And it looks really cool. If you haven't checked it out, I definitely recommend you check it out. It'll be on YouTube somewhere. And uh, it's basically just like an open world, like you make your own character. It's set in like in the 1800s, so you won't meet like any of the characters from the Harry Potter TV movie series. Like it's set before that. Or the books. Right. Well, apparently there's like a lot of like, again, I never read the books, but you know, it's one of those like kind of Lord of the Ring or Game of Thrones things like, oh, if you read the books, you get all this extra stuff. Like apparently I'll just get this extra stuff in the game. (laughs) Like somebody has taken the time to read the books and put it into this game for us. Which is pretty great. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I would appreciate that had I read the books, but right. I mean, I mean I'm, <laughs> I'm all for them doing that. Yeah, like it's just it's all the same to me. Like it's still coming to me for the first time, so <laughs> it's all just new yeah. stuff. But like you know, you get you got a huge like open world kind of thing. Now again, this is just what they say. But the state of play, like it wasn't just a CGI trailer. They actually went through like different parts of the gameplay, which is what I enjoy. I think every game advertisement should be like this, like a 10 minute video. Just throw it up on YouTube. Like, that's all you need to do. You don't need to pay for TV spots or anything big. Throw it on YouTube, a 10-minute thing explaining what your game is about. Like, what was the last time something like that came out for a game, right? Yeah, and something that actually shows that it is functional. So it's not like, yeah, we've got this big game coming out, like Battlefield and Halo and everything else did, where it's like, yeah, we've got this coming out in a couple months, and then you find out, yeah, it's been delayed a year. Yeah. like... Like, when they show actual gameplay, it's much more believable that it will be coming out soon. Yeah, I think it's slated for a holiday 2022 release, so I'm really looking forward to it. Because, like I said, I'm not I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but just like 
again, growing up with the movies and like the fact that you can just like dive in and if hopefully it's like unrestricted open world, not like a linear open world kind of situation. That part wasn't right. really clear. But like right from the get go, it'd be cool to just, you know what, I'm going to skip herbology class because screw that and I'm going to go out in the spooky forest. <laughs> I'm going to go take on that, you that can play tree a game bugger. You skip class. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to get it. I'm going to skip class. <laughs> Screw that. Let's go out in the world. Yeah. But no, like that's that's going to be awesome, I think. I don't know. Like, What, what are your thoughts on any kind of Harry Potter game? Uh, I mean, full disclosure, I think I've only seen maybe two of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, I never read what? any books. I read Lord of the Rings when I was younger, which I don't know why I did, but I did. I didn't really get into the Harry Potter. It was always Star Wars for me when I was a kid and stuff. But, like, I understand that it was huge. There was a big draw for it. It got super popular. And, I mean, it must have been decent for it to get to where it got. And I, I'm i all for more single-player games. Like, true, just single-player adventure games. Open world or not. Just anything at this point, I would take. So I'm I'm glad that they did that and didn't make it like a really cheesy MMO or something like that. So, I mean, I hope it's good. I if I play it, I I don't know. Maybe if it comes to like Game Pass, I'd try it. But it does look good from what I skipped through on the trailer. It looks like it's finished and functioning. And if they're still waiting like almost a year still to put it out, it's I would imagine probably going to be pretty polished at the end, which. <laughs> I think most games should really be trying to do, but it doesn't seem like they do. Yeah, that's right. So it'll probably be good. Like I, I don't really see any red flags saying that it's either going to be like delayed or just missing content or anything. So I, I think it'd be good, and hopefully it'll lead to more just single player games again that are finished on release. It'd be really nice if we went back to that at some point. Yeah, it'd be like you know with Elden Ring coming out like that game appeared to be somewhat finished and people are really loving it. I haven't played it myself. Um, but like, there's a few things I'm concerned about this Harry Potter game before we move on is one is like in the uh, gameplay trailer they released, it showed like when you yeah. planted something, it had like a timer on it, like a mobile game kind of timer. Uh, so like you planted like a tree and it'll be ready in like 38 minutes. And it's like counting down kind of thing. Like just a little UI thing popped up right beside it. And so what scares the crap out of me is like the monetization. Like they're going to try to sell you, oh, if you pay $2.99, you can speed up this tree. You don't have to wait 30 minutes. You get special fertilizer or something. Yes. Yes. You're going to buy some experience now. Like that that just needs to go away. (laughs) Like anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I I understand the mechanic if they do it of a plant obviously having to grow. But yeah, if they monetize, like if it's in there for the purpose of monetizing it, that's never a good sign for either the overall design of the game or the future of the game because anytime they add monetization it just takes over for the most part so yeah i don't don't like that that's with any new game coming out is like how how are we going to be monetizing it like how are like because i can't just get away with the one purchase right like they're not just yeah, they're not satisfied making like millions of dollars on initial release anymore. <laughs> That's right. And like they're it's like GTA coming out three different freaking consoles now, and they just keep <laughs> monetizing it instead of just making another one, which would probably make them just as much money. Like if GTA Six comes, well, when GTA Six comes out, because I believe eventually it will, 
they're gonna make so much money off of that that it'd be worth doing but they're not because they're still making so much money just charging for everything in gta online well for them i i almost give rockstar a break for that because like the gta online funding kept them the studio going like along with all the purchases right like that's a fair argument you're making there but it kept them going for red dead 2 and red dead 2 is online is not as successful as gta 5 online so that's keeping the ball rolling for them to continue working on gta 6 and have so much talent right on the payroll yeah yeah red dead was disappointing it could have had a really good online, but they kind of, like, they started off good. They dropped a couple, like, actual adding content type updates instead of just, like, GTA, where it's like, yeah, we, there's a new car. It costs $6 million. Yeah, but, but like... Yeah, they, they left it to die, more or less. Yeah, but it's almost, it almost wasn't fair out of the beginning anyway, because, like, there's only, like, GTA, there's so many vehicles and so many things you could just put in there. In... in you're, you're limited by the time period it's set in, right? Like, what are you going to do? Get, like, a three-legged horse, a five-legged horse. You know, like, there's well, only I, so many things you could put in. Like, you can't get a new six They actual, actual content, though. <laughs> like, when you think of the Wild West, you got train robberies, you got bank robberies, you got prison escapes. Like, all the stuff that they did in the single-player story, they could have brought into online as missions. And some of them they did, but for the most part, they really didn't. And... Mm-hmm. I think it is because they look at it like GTA Online, where it's like, okay, where can we add a purchasable item? And yeah, like, in that time period, you're not going to have as much. But, like, there's so much actual content I think they could have added that they just didn't really bother. And I think at this point, it's pretty much dead in the water. Like, I've seen petitions and stuff, but I don't see it happening. Yes, that'll get you far. Yeah, that's (laughs) petitions and protests. That's how you change the world. (laughs) It's like all the people that are just saying, Russia, stop it. You're bad. And expecting it to do anything. <laughs> I'm going to change my profile picture. I'm I doing my part. Him. For sure. Yeah. I mean. As a quick segue into that, like that's real talk. That is horrible what's going on over in that part of the world, you know, for how late we are in our society yeah, as our, human beings. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Everybody's yeah, saying NATO like, should step in and do more, but then you're into something a whole lot bigger, right? Which is just unfortunate for the Ukrainian people. Yeah, like it. It's it's crazy to me. Like it, it's when it was mentioned I'm that this to figure was <laughs> the biggest conflict since World War II, like land con- conflict in Europe, right? Like yeah. Which I don't think people were really expecting to happen anymore. <laughs> right. What were you trying Just, to say? Sorry. Like, it's it's bad, obviously. Very bad. But I think, in a way, it's kind of unified people, which is good. Like, look at the states. They've been arguing nonstop back and forth. Democrats, Republicans, everything else. But this is, like, the first time I've ever seen them actually fully agree on something. And, like, be on board to passing each other's bills and everything. Mm, you're, you're right. That's definitely a, a lighter side of it where the world has united um, because there's, except for, I'm not sure about what China's stance is anymore. I knew they were against it at first, but now it kind of seems like they're on both they're sides basic, of the fence, you know? Like, yeah. They're just trying, they're trying to pull like a Switzerland, but it's just making them look bad because it, it isn't really a situation where you should be neutral. Well, it shows, it shows how crazy this is. This is the first time. And I don't know how many years Switzerland has not remained entirely neutral 
in any conflict, right? For World War One, World War Two, any of the other like you know big serious wars, Switzerland has always yeah. been neutral. But even they put these sanctions onto Russia. Like that's how crazy this all is. Yeah, because I mean, there's no like, there's absolutely no justification for it. Like no. every reason they've said that they started it just doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> like, that's it's all fooey. It's all foobar, right? And yeah. Uh, like you know, they're asking for the no-fly zone and whatnot, like over Ukraine, and and obviously, like NATO, like they're going to start shooting down NATO planes because they're bringing in weapons and stuff, right? And I guess that's fair game, you yeah. know, if they're supplying your enemy. But I, I hope, I hope to hell that it doesn't escalate to a point where it's NATO versus Russia, right? Like that's going to be as draft in time, you know? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it it kind of points out. Probably the dumbest decision that I think has been done since World War II in terms of military, where everyone was like, "Hey, I know how we'll uh, we'll conflict them having nukes. We'll just make more nukes ourselves instead of saying, how can we shoot down nukes?" <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. Uh, what is it? it? Israel has the Iron Dome, which is such an effective thing at shooting down basically anything that comes at them, and like it's been it's been working over time with what's been going on there the past couple of years, but like they, it's been what 60 years at least that they could have been working on that. And they just haven't. Right. Like I looked it up before and outside of Israel, basically there is just nowhere near enough. Like most countries do have something for intercepting, but there just isn't enough of them. Like, yeah, you could stop two or three, but not enough to actually basically neutralize it and i think if they did that like what would russia or north korea like what would they have to to kind of leverage against people to be able to do like what they're doing right now yeah like if we had that tech where it's like yeah your nukes are useless and pretty much just force like a world war ii situation where like it's just a ground war and more like traditional fighting well, I'm surprised how much Russia traditional fighting is even happening now. Like, I know there That's is true. like missile attacks happening like over there in Ukraine right now, but like, and and the Russian strategy is like almost doesn't make sense, right? Like, no, <laughs> like the the fact that like obviously like the first casualty of war is the truth, you know, in many conflicts, right? But like, there's there's these numbers of like casualties coming in and lost equipment and stuff like that, and like. Russia's lost like over two hundred T seventy two tanks. Like how? Like what? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of get the initial push where they're like, yeah, there's going to be basically no resistance. We'll clear through. This won't be a problem. So we're not going to send like our best people or our best equipment. But after like two weeks of realizing, hey, we're losing everything, and our troops are literally turning around and going home. Yeah. Maybe it's, we uh... should like adjust here somewhere, or just you know stop yeah it's you know it's super it's it's whack what's going on like you know i have ukrainian lineage like all the way apparently way back in the day but like i don't feel myself tied right like i don't it's so far back i don't feel it's tied. far enough but yeah that's right like i'm not like oh my homeland you know gotta go back and fight on the front line <laughs> yeah. but uh, i mean there's been quite a few people that have i know that, that's crazy isn't it like that like there was like a like a, a flight of like 11 canadian ukrainians that came that went over right couple weeks yeah. ago anyway and 
But it's almost scary, like, what's going on, like, on the grander scheme of things, right? So, like, you think back to World War II with Mr. Mustache, right? And he's looking down at Austria and, like, okay, we're going to make – this is going to be Germany now. And everybody's like, okay. Like, the League of Nations it was back in the day. That was their NATO. After World yeah. War One and the Treaty of Versailles, like, Europe was like, this is the League of Nations and we're going to solve all conflict with a non-violent matter, right? So, anyway, so they're letting Mr. Yeah. Mustache that like, he gets Austria. They're like, okay, no big deal. He goes for the Sudetenland for part of Czechoslovakia. And they're like, well, you know, you can have that, but don't go any further. Like, they have this big old Munich conference, right? And like, yeah. it's, you know, there's this is like the same thing going on. NATO's like, Hey, like, you know, you can have this, but that, that that's it kind of thing. Right. So that's what happened in back in like 2014, right. When he took that little bit of Ukraine, like yeah. those, those little the provinces Crimea. that are on the outside, Crimea and, and all that. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like on my travels of like, when I was sailing the world over in Europe, when COVID started and everything, I actually, you know, I've been to Ukraine and I drank <laughs> me and a couple other dudes went drinking in a bar in Odessa, like near Odessa. And it's crazy yeah. to think that like that's like ground zero there now, like with like small arm combat and everything else. But anyway, what I was going back to is like it's really scary, like the parallels we're seeing where like there's like the NATO or the League of Nations, and then you have the antagonist, right? And at what point do they say that's enough and they fully go to war? So let's say like Putin gets away with this whole Ukrainian thing, right? Let's say he conquers them and he's never gonna be able to rule without a resistance or a militia operating in, in Ukraine, right? I think that's yeah. That's apparent. Like, they're not going to accept being conquered. But let's say NATO does nothing about it, right? At what point is he going to start looking at Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania that also used to be part of the Soviet Union, but are now part of NATO, right? So, like, at what point does it yeah, stop, Yeah, like, that's, right? the, that seems to be his overarching thing. It's just rebuilding the USSR, which are, yeah. most most of the people that left have had no intention whatsoever of wanting anything to do with that ever again. Yeah, like it's but, just, oh, it's horrible. I, I think, like, regardless of how this ends, there is going to be like a rebuilding process for Russia in terms of military because they're losing so much and realizing, hey, our stuff isn't nearly as effective as it was like twenty or thirty years ago. So I, even if they do push through. I'd say probably 10 to 15 years before he tries something else. If he lives that long, either that or he, because he's old. Like I didn't realize how old he is. He's 70 something now. Really? I didn't I'm pretty know how sure. old he was. And apparently he's deteriorating. Like obviously when you get old, your oh, yeah. mental state goes down. So some people think he's, he's like, this is just his last hurrah. Basically. Like he knows he's going downhill. So mm. he's just trying to do everything he can. Like in his mind to help his country, even though it's really not. hindering it. Like, uh, yeah. like even people who are streaming on Twitch or you know were like an OnlyFans, a content creator, say you, mm, yeah, they weren't getting <laughs> their payouts, right? Like it's just yeah. hurt. And then like what the one I can't remember what the Russian dollar is. It's uh, the ruble. Ruble. That yeah, that sounds right. It's worth like less than one cent American. Like even right now, I think. Yeah, it's it's monopoly money, more or less. Yeah, like it, that's insane. And the longer that that takes place, the worse it's going to get. And eventually, they're just, they're just going to turn against them. Like, well, that's that's the intent, I think. Revolution, like, you know, like just pushing them to try and do something. And I'm surprised there hasn't been any, anything yet in terms of like the, so many military people have turned around and left Ukraine. I'm really surprised there hasn't been any resistance to it 
from the military that we've seen at least you mean like kind of like back to world war ii on the stalingrad side of the river like people turn it around and then all of a sudden the political commissar is shooting their own people kind of thing or yeah like Mm. i i think i did see something about some russians staying in ukraine and not wanting to go back so i don't know if they'll like be taken in by the ukrainian military well what what exists of it at this point just the resistance i guess I tell yeah, you, I don't know uh, if they'll start doing that, but I wouldn't want to be that Ukrainian president failure and let them get a hold of me. I tell you that. Oh yeah, he's he's <laughs> not gonna. If if he goes missing, he should be presumed dead. I think. Yeah. Because th- there's no way they're gonna keep him around. But anyway, like that, I think that's our take on that. Like, I, what else is there to say? It's it's a horrible conflict, and like I said, this late into our our human development, there's no reason. Like the lines are drawn on the map. Like, as if Russia isn't big enough. Like, it'd be one thing if, you know, yeah. like, Panama was like, you know what? I'm sick of being this fucking small. Like, <laughs> you know? like Yeah. Or, like, I can't remember what the country... There's one country where they're on the water, but their neighbor country took all of the land on the water, so they have no water access. Like, uh, Croatia, maybe, uh, I think? Uh, yeah, it's it's something like that. I could understand that. Like, that, that's validated. If you want to say, look, give us some ocean access... Since yeah. we are entirely on the water and you took our entire coast. Like, sure. But yeah, Russia doesn't need everything back. I didn't realize how few people live there, though. Like, I looked at the population compared to, like, the states and everything else. And they're more substantially outnumbered than I thought they were. Like, it's deceiving because it's a huge place. But it's like Canada where everybody everybody in Russia is basically on, like, the western side of it or the southern side. In Canada, everyone's just on the southern edge, basically. Yeah. So it's deceiving, but yeah, there's a lot less people in Russia than I thought there was. It's it's what what were the numbers again? It was like eighty million, is it, or it's more than that? It's uh, obviously it's a quick quick now. Google search away. But anyway, remember you're talking about crime or Croatia. It's it's Croatia yep. and Bosnia that like Croatia like goes all the way down the coast. Yeah, um, just do- but Bosnia, they they actually do have a small corridor access to the sea, like kind of like a Poland corridor in Germany kind of thing, like the days right. days in corridor or whatever it was. <laughs> it's, it just looks so goofy on the map. Like clearly, someone said, "Yeah, screw you, <laughs> you're not getting." That's it right. Yeah, at one point. But yeah, yeah, it'll be uh it'll be weird to see this player, but. I mean, on like, a lighter note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. You keep no, no, I'm good. Like, we, I, I think it's important that we give our two cents, and like, we totally condone like what Russia's done. Like, that's like, I don't think there's any confusion that we think. Yeah, no one really wins okay. in, in war. Like, right. <laughs> at, at this point, that should be pretty clear, I think. But yeah, not good. Stop doing it, Putin. If you're listening to this, go home. And that's pretty much it. Also, Putin, if you're listening to this, can you convince like even a couple hundred thousand people to follow this? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah, I wanted to switch over to Elden Ring because that's another uh, like thing that I've seen a ton of talk about on social media. It came out a couple weeks ago now, and like, I've never played any of the Dark Souls games, but I know it's it's basically a continuation of that. It's it's that flavor and I think it's made by the same people that made some of the Dark Souls stuff. And it looks like 
I this would offend anyone that's fanboying it for sure, but it looks so overrated to me. Like it looks like it has the mechanics of a game from about two thousand five. <laughs> oh my. Like if you're not f- familiar, if if you haven't watched it, basically, from what I see of it, and I've watched a fair bit of streams of it online and stuff to see the gameplay. I haven't actually played it myself, but it's basically just an uber difficult game. Like the design philosophy is that it is difficult. It's what it's known for. But it looks like all you do is you you have basic potions to heal yourself. You have an auto attack combo, which is like I think maybe four or five auto attacks that you can chain in a row that have different animations, and then it just restarts that same animation cycle again. And you have like multi-stage enemy bosses depending on their difficulty. And the only defense you have is rolling on the spot. Like you can get absolutely smashed by like these huge, huge enemy bosses. They'll pound the ground in front of you, set it on fire. But if you roll on the spot, you take no damage. And that is the dumbest looking, just goofy thing that looks like an old video game. And people are saying this is like a revolutionary game. It's changing the way games are made. It's perfect in every way. And it just looks so dumb. Like I saw video game Donkey. Uh, He made a video on it. And he always points out like the goofy stuff in games, which I appreciate. And he made a video and... He rolled on the spot, like, think of the Indiana Jones, like, the giant stone ball that comes down at him. There's something like that in the game. And the ball came to him, and he rolled on the spot, ball went right over him, he took no damage. And that, to me, at this point, if that's still a thing in games, that sucks. (laughs) Like, that just seems like cheap game design to me, but people absolutely or going mad over it it has great reviews and i don't get it like it just looks like a mediocre game to me that's just its claim to fame is that it's difficult like overly difficult now i'm sorry keep going let's just keep going sorry uh, i was just gonna end by saying i i probably will never play it just because i don't want to get frustrated like I don't want to play a game that's designed specifically to frustrate me. Like yeah, it feels good when you beat it, I guess. But I don't want to button mash for six hours just to get past one boss. So I don't think I'll be playing it. But yeah, that's so I I'm in the same boat as you, where I have not played it. I've seen a bunch of gameplay for it. I've seen reviews for it. Yeah, I also did not play any Dark Soul game growing up. I think I missed the boat on that. And nor nor did they ever really interest me because you're right in the fact that the game is structured and designed from the ground up that this game is going to be hard. And I think that's cool. I think that no game should be a pushover. However, I think gaming is meant to be an enjoying, kind of relaxing, entertaining kind of thing rather than a grind or like a feat of accomplishment almost. But I guess there's argument that there there is a category of games that should have a feat of accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Well, for me, that was always achievements. Like if I if I wanted to sweat and try and do something to to feel like that sense of achievement, I would just go for achievements in a game. But the game itself is still playable without having to just sweat, basically. 
And I think that the love for this game, it's, it's just so overhyped because one, there's not many other games that have come out that have been half decent, let alone finished, yeah. right? So it comes in a very easy and and very uplifting time in gaming where nothing has come out. Like we just came out of like Halo and Battlefield 2042. Halo has been on a major decline, right? Like Halo's still rocking season one, I think. And it's just, if you're into yeah. it, that's great. Um, super repetitive for me. Fun for like a one, two matches, like every couple months kind of session. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and Battlefield was just Battlefield. Like they're just trying to clean up their own mess over there. We don't have to dive into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because like that's only getting worse over there, but I think yeah. I think half the hype comes from that, and the other half is that people are playing this game that that always heard the stories of the of the old OG gamers playing the Dark Souls game, and like they, they were the legends that could beat them and stuff like that. Like this is just a new generation opportunity to be like, oh, do you remember Elden Ring and how hard it was and how grindy it was? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's yeah. just a new Dark Souls game, but for this generation. Yeah, like it it seems to have its own kind of spot for sure. There's nothing that really competes with it other than like other Dark Souls or Bloodborne or like that studio's own series of games, but but that whole like kind of mini genre just doesn't really interest me at all, so I'm kind of biased, I guess, but like I I always think that yeah if you're gonna give your opinion on something you should probably actually like play it or watch it or whatever first but like i feel like i've watched enough of it to know what it's like and it just doesn't appeal to me at all for you and me like, it was if someone enjoys it sure but <laughs> like it was doomed yeah. for us from the start because we didn't en- we didn't want to play dark souls like it just wasn't interesting like the idea like okay it's kind of like medieval time me and mystical and yeah like i love a good like creature design and but the fact that it's just like just you versus them and there's really no i get that there's a story but it's just not compelling enough to to draw me in yeah like it's hard to have a really deep story when every npc wants to kill you yeah like just you can't do much with that you can't have much dialogue or anything so it's just it i think it's definitely more of just the challenge that pulls people in as opposed to the narrative even though like it does have a narrative and supposedly it's decent but it's not the same kind of like storytelling that i enjoy in games that's sweaty that's really sweaty super sweaty <laughs> like I, controller I sweat breaking enough sweaty in relaxing games i sweat enough in like phasmophobia yeah i mean i enjoy like the odd difficult game or like a really tough mission that you get through and it's like yeah i did it that was good but then like i I don't want to go from one difficult mission to another one that is equally difficult right after it Mm, and any game where everything wants to kill you i just don't really enjoy it's like uh the shadow of mordor games those were good like the mechanics were cool, everything like that, but just the fact that everything wanted to kill me just kind of got tedious and repetitive for me. So that that whole thing is kind of just I've had enough of that. And like Jedi Fallen Order was like the Star Wars version of this kind of game, and I think it had a good blend of like the sweaty boss fights and like the in between combat. But that game also had the problem where like everything wanted to kill you. You couldn't go ten feet and there wasn't something that wanted to kill you there. Or there would be a stormtrooper yeah, or some kind like, of bug. 
Yeah, if it's going to be... And Elden Ring was... Uh, like, the difference for it compared to a lot of the other Dark Souls was Elden Ring is more open world, too. Like, you can kind of choose where you go first. Um, but if I have an open world game, and it's the same thing with Shadow of Mortar, I want it to feel like an actual living world, not just a bunch of things standing there waiting to find the one person that they want to kill, which is me. Like, it just it doesn't feel super well i guess realistic but that's not really the point of the game it's just like it doesn't make sense the logic isn't quite there like everything else is just living together fine but they see you and they're like oh no he's dead so it wasn't like it's just it's not my deal if someone else likes that game sure good for them they got a new game that came out and it was decently polished but i don't think it's like the game of the decade or anything like that that i've seen some people say I watch uh, I watch Glitch play it a little bit. I didn't get many opportunities while I was gone with the poor internet, but <laughs> it's yeah. pretty funny to watch play it. Yeah, like you get the entertainment of like if you're watching it, seeing a streamer like rage out or just just goofy stuff like that where they almost kill it and then they die or something like that. But but it's just torture to actually play it yourself. You're just torturing yourself. Stop it. Don't do it. Speaking of uh, torturing yourself. Kenobi. What's the torture of that besides having to wait? <laughs> oh, your your hate for everything We're Disney just... <laughs> ever since Disney well, got the license. They have driven Star Wars into a hole, but <laughs> I have some hope for what they do with Kenobi. Like they brought back Ewan and Hayden, the original people, so it won't be an issue of like casting or anything. Well, actually that's a blatant lie because one of the biggest issues I saw was the grand inquisitor <laughs> drama. So, but that's not casting as much as it is just bad. Like art design, I guess is what that would fall under, but it does look like, I don't know how you feel about the grand inquisitor, but it, it, it looks dumb to me. Like it looks like they just didn't, it looks like they were under budget, but there's no possible way that they were. <laughs> Like, they could have afforded to make it look better than that, I think. Yeah, like, from the trailer overall standpoint, like, for, for Kenobi going in, I want, it's supposed to be six episodes, right? And yep. they say six-hour-ish episodes. I would like, if there's an episode that is under 42 minutes, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to see as much of Ewan as Obi-Wan as possible. That's I don't right. want to book a Boba Fett situation where he's just not even in it or something like that, or he's like a background character in his own show. That would upset me like crazy. A hundred percent. Yeah. Especially when you only have six episodes and let's say he's only in it for four of them. You know what I mean? Like that's, and like, what's weird with me is that like, this was the same thing with the book of Boba Fett though. It's like a part I, I can't seem to get over myself with. And it may be just a, a tunnel vision thing where even the most boring Star Wars to me is still awesome. <laughs> like even if it's just obi-wan kenobi sitting in a cave and just looking him, depressed yeah, 100%. <laughs> if he's just looking depressed at the ground for like a 40 second scene just mulling yeah. over his life that is like some of the best content i will ever watch <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like just seeing him in the robes again yeah and like some people are gonna think just, wow that, that's like, enough that's so boring like all he did was roam around the desert yeah what do you think he did for 19 years like what what do you think yeah. he was doing that's one thing that kind of scares me too. well like 
one thing I'm preparing to be disappointed about is like it is a huge time period that he's there, and it's only six episodes. So I'm worried they're just gonna shoehorn everything in there and just it'll be the end of episode three, a short time period where he's on Tatooine, this six episode period where like everything happens, and then just nothing until episode four. Back on Tatooine for another nine years. It, yeah, like I. Because it, it is like a whole continuous story of what happens to him while he's waiting for Luke to grow up. And if they just make it so they just shove everything into when this this limited series happens, it's, it's just going to be goofy and it won't make mm. any sense. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like you want these six episodes like to be the overarching story between like for like Obi-Wan's entire time watching Luke grow up. Like you want like episode one and two when Luke is like seven or eight and then like three and four like a couple like a, a significant amount of time has passed so you get like a longer kind of they either need to tell the entire yeah. story of the whole thing or they need to make something else besides the K- kenobi series to fill that gap because it wouldn't make sense for it to be so much happening like the entire series to be within like one year and then there just happens to be nothing else that happens until episode four or something. Mm, okay, I see what you're saying. Well, they're they're still coming out with Andor, right? Like I know Andor is more towards the New Hope side of things. Yeah, like I mean specifically what Obi Wan does. Like well, I, well, I hope they don't is, say this is everything that happened between yeah. three and four. Well, like at the same time, there, he wasn't that much, right? Like that's the idea. Yeah, his his thing is to hide and to watch over Luke. Yeah, I am curious how much they'll use the uh, the old story of what he did, because there were books and everything else prior to Disney scrapping the, what do they call it, the Legends timeline? Yeah. I think, yeah. So in that, like, he, he had the whole moral dilemma of, do I stay here and guard Luke, or do I go and help other Jedi that might be, like, trying to run from the Empire? And he ends up going and trying to save, um, like, an old Padawan that he knew at the Jedi Temple and stuff like that. And that went on for years in the story. Mm. So I'm kind of curious. Like, I don't... I doubt very much they'll follow what was in Legends because they don't seem to care at all about that. But it'll be interesting to see, like, if they play into that. The other thing that scares me is... Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who is just the killer of all things good Star Wars, said that she read the initial script and said it was too dark and, like, sad. So they rewrote it to be more uplifting, which mm. is the total opposite of what it should be. Yeah, I don't like that. Because it should be, like... Obi-Wan this should be man, stressed and depressed. <laughs> his whole life fell apart. He is actively being hunted, and his sole responsibility is the last hope for the Jedi. And the galaxy. It shouldn't be cheery or uplifty. Like, it, episode four does the cheery and uplifty at the end where you start off with everything's falling apart and then there's Luke at the end. Like, that's where the uplifting part should happen. This period of time should be sad and, like, anxious and stuff like that. Yeah, it is the dark times. Like, you're in the prime of the dark times. Right? Yeah, like, I want this to feel like Infinity War. Mm. Like I want there to be that sense of like helplessness and stuff because we know how it ends. Well, like, I mean, wasn't be <laughs> wasn't Revenge of the Sith the Infinity War? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but like it should be a continuation of that. It, well, okay, it should be the beginning of um, Endgame. Endgame. 
yeah. that that five year period because like he, there's the beginning and the end and Kenobi is the middle in in this time period of three to four, so you can't have it be like end of episode three bad, Kenobi uplifting start of four bad, bad. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you need to have continuity. And I don't think they care at all because it seems like Disney just wants, yeah, let's make happy, cheery stuff. Everything's happy, cheery. Everything's good. But that's not always the case. <laughs> I'm like, honestly surprised. Princess fairy tale. They brought the Inquisitors in at all. Imagine yeah. now you're like an old boomer, older than us, and you've only seen one, two, three, four, five, six, and you hear about Kenobi. You didn't give a shit about Mandalorian. You didn't care about like Boba Fett, but you're like, Ian McGregor's coming back as Kenobi. Yeah. That's gonna be great. And you look, you watch this trailer, right? And you're like, "Who the hell is that?" What? I thought this is between three and four. There's only Vader and Sidious. Like, what? Who is that? Like, I was blown yeah. away that the like obviously the rumors before the trailer came out that the Inquisitors are gonna be in it. But like, I watched Rebels because like I was I was hungry for more Star Wars content like after Clone Wars, and so Rebels was already all fully released. So I watched that too. And, like, it makes sense in Rebels. Like, the way that they're portrayed in Rebels, like, it makes sense. I'm scared that they're going to come in here and almost be too, like, powerful. Like, like if, like I said, if you only watch be the main character. three, yeah, like, is, yeah. Are we going to have two, like, storylines with the Inquisitors and Obi-Wan Kenobi and they kind of intersect? Kind of like Game of thrones like, two different perspectives? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind that. As long as, like, the Inquisitor's side, that, like, we see them hunting other Jedi first. Like, wouldn't it be great? You remember the Force Unleashed when uh, they finally find maybe Shock T, maybe, or something? Who yeah. died, like, in nine different cuts in Revenge of the Sith. Anyway, they put her in the <laughs> yeah. game. And, like, Vader goes and, like, hunts her down. Like, wouldn't it be great if, like, the Grand Inquisitor's, like, killing some other famous Jedi? Like, what if he finds Mace Windu? Like, that's how he, Mace Windu lives. Alive again. <laughs> and, like, the opening scene is Mace Windu duking it out with this guy and he loses. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Like, there's enough kind of midline Jedi that weren't, like, explicitly shown in Episode 3 that I think they could. But it, it's definitely the problem of you're adding content to something that already has an end. So you have to shoehorn everything in and then just figure out a way to make it disappear before, like, in this case, Episode 4. Well, they've been, I, they've been doing that for years. It's like ever since the prequels, right? Like it's got to make sense for a new hope, right? Like everything Rogue One got to yeah. make sense for a new hope. But I, I think the benefit they had with the prequels was they didn't have a starting point. Mm, yeah. So like if you have this line, they have this block that's four five and six, and they just have to write up to that starting from whenever made sense. But now... They've got just these little slivers between all the existing things where they have to try and make stuff fit properly, and it's well, especially it's with eventually going to get real messy. Yeah, especially with the TV, like the TV shows, right? Like the animated ones, yeah. because like, like spoiler, the Grand Inquisitor cannot die in Kenobi. <laughs> he can't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like he can't unless they retcon an entire TV series. Yeah, I suspect it'll just be other Inquisitors. Like maybe Obi Wan will kill an Inquisitor, but yeah, I don't out, think out of the, the four you see, two of them can't die. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. The the other big like issue they had in writing this is Obi Wan and Vader 
because of one line in episode four cannot meet or at least they need to figure out a way to make it like make the line in episode four make sense so it'll be interesting to see what they do because like obviously hayden is back and he will be darth vader yeah which of any of them they could have made him not be in there because he's just gonna be in the suit anyways <laughs> Well, I think they're getting into like the flashback kind of territory, like Boba Fett in the back to tank. I think we're going to mm. see Vader or maybe like Kenobi meditating for some flashbacks, like seeing the two of them in like Clone Wars armor or something like that. Would right. you would you like that? Like, would you enjoy that? I think it'd be cool to have more because they like they did skip over a lot of it. And obviously that's why the Clone Wars animated series went on so long and did so well. So it would be cool to see live action Hayden and Ewan as obi-wan and luke uh obi-wan and anakin yeah like in the clone wars period i wouldn't mind that i think that'd be really cool especially like fighting alongside like some clones like doesn't have to be particular clones just some clones like an attte in the background with just blue and red lasers flying around with them deflecting and then like just like two or three one-liners back and forth like showing their friendship like wouldn't that be amazing like even the little shot of uh, grogu like thinking back in the temple right like, just, like, seeing the clones mm. again. Like, wasn't that cool? Like, live-action clones again? I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was pretty but cool. But it, it seems like Disney just really doesn't want to use anything from the prequels if they can avoid it. No, like, I think that mindset shifted, though. I think it shifted. I think at Well, the they did show, they like, did. the the N1 Starfighter from Naboo and stuff yeah. and Boba Fett yeah. and stuff. Like, if they do that, and honestly, I think if that does happen, it's David Filoni doing it. <laughs> I, I, I think that would be good. Because, like, the prequels... They had so much stuff going on. So many different like vehicles and soldiers and droids and everything else that they could still explore more. I think ever since the Mandalorian like really like kinda was into season two and beyond, I think there's a newfound global love for the prequels. I think the time of prequel hate is over. Yeah. I mean, they've given up on trying to make seven, eight, and nine like the big future of of Star Wars, I oh, think. Thank goodness thankfully yeah so if they go back that i'd be totally all right with that the one thing that like it seems like it's a must but i I very much don't think it's going to happen is like at the end of episode three obi-wan is told that there's a way to talk to qui-gon and it would just make so much sense for liam neeson to come back as a force ghost or even just for audio clips but I I don't see it happening. Like Liam Neeson, I he's said that he's done with Star. Like he he enjoyed it. Like he he blatantly said, basically, I don't care that Episode One got bad reviews. I got to play with a lightsaber, and that was cool. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he said that he isn't coming back for anything, and I I believe him. Like I don't think he's kind of hip enough to know to like be coy about things and say, yeah, no, I'm not coming back when he actually is. I, I feel like if he says he's not coming back, he's not. I think and there's going to be voice lines. I think a hundred percent there's going to be like voice lines. I could see them reusing like stuff from episode one, kind of like what they did with uh, Ray when all the voices are in her head. But I, I don't know that they would bring him back to actually like, well, he can't, he cannot manifest himself. Like, his training was incomplete. Like, if you watch, like, I don't know how far he got with Clone Wars, but, like, near near the end, 
Yoda goes on a mission. Like Qui-Gon talks to Yoda just with his voice. Mm. And then Yoda goes on the mission of how, how does Yoda become a, like, this is a new, new thing for the Jedi becoming force ghosts. And Yoda mm. goes off to like this planet where like these five force priests are. And he learns the whole process. And he asks Qui-Gon like, why can I, why can I not see you? He's like, my training was cut short because of our mission in Naboo. Like I couldn't finish mm. it. So I can only speak to you through the cosmic force. But Yoda learns the full shebang, right? Right. Now, I don't know the gap of how, like, obviously Yoda teaches Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan can manifest himself after, but you'll never see, I don't think you'll ever see Qui-Gon, unless we go to, like, a really Force-sensitive spot, like Dagobah or the Mortis planet from the Clone Wars or whatever, because that's, like, that he actually manifests himself there. Right. But anyway, even just, like, a voice line of Obi-Wan, like, in a cave, staring at a fire, and you hear Qui-Gon go, did you do what I asked? Did you train the boy? And then, like, totally triggers Kenobi. Like, he just starts crying. I'd just hearing that. his voice yeah. would be so great. Like, Liam Neeson was such a cool character as yeah. Qui-Gon. And it sucks that he got killed, but like, obviously it made sense. But I would love to see him, or even hear him more, and I think it definitely makes sense for him to be in this. I just don't know how realistic it'll be. Full prediction. I think you're going to get a couple voice lines. It's not going to be much. You're going to get a couple voice lines. <laughs> I guess I'm being pessimistic about this because I, I think if if anything it would just be reused lines from episode one. Would you be okay with it? If they just use the reuse stuff? I mean it'd be nice to hear him talk as Qui-Gon, even if it is stuff from before and like it would make it like would the character makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes sense and it should happen. Like there needs to be some reference to Qui-Gon in this, I think. But I'm not expecting anything like i'm not expecting spider-man no way home where he just shows up and he's there no on this one but, but like you know how like obi-wan like yoda sends him off like to tatooine and he's been training to like try to commune with qui-gon wouldn't it be great yeah. if like the first like episode like he's still trying to but he can't and he gets like super frustrated and then he finally speaks to him well i want to like i i am full-on hoping to see sad obi and just defeated Obi-Wan. Oh, where yeah, this... he tries something and he just can't do it. And like he's just feels incapable basically. Cause that makes sense. Like he just failed at basically everything and ruined the entire galaxy. Yep. So I wanna I wanna see him struggle and be sad and not be able to do things for a while. And I and think I think it would, there's it would make be sense for Qui Gon to be the, the pivot point for that. Yeah. No, I'm totally on board with that. I think there's going to be a Vader fight. I 100%. But then they have to figure out how to make it make sense. I think Vader loses to an extent. And Obi-Wan still can't. The master in, in that situation. That's what I mean. Yeah, like like when they're talking to each other on the Death Star, that's specifically Vader talking to him. Like, when I left you, I was but the learner. Yeah. They can make it work. Even if it doesn't fit perfectly. Are you upset? I mean, I would be totally fine if Obi-Wan and Darth Vader never meet in this. Mm. If they never meet, if they never talk in, like, through the Force like they do in between Rey and Kylo. If not, no communication whatsoever happens with them, and we just see the two of them on either side of the story, I'd still be fine with it. Because really just seeing them again would be freaking cool. And then... Yeah. Like, I, I, I'd rather not have them risk making the story like not fully make sense or need some roundabout 
retcon way to make it make sense. Like it, I want to so say you, it's hard so to you screw don't this want up. Them to but... <laughs> you don't want them to. You don't even want them in the same room. I would be totally fine if they never met. Okay, if but they if meet... we saw what? So if they okay, so let's. There's that side of it. So they're probably gonna fight. How do you feel about that? It better be cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it better be like I don't want to see episode four lightsaber dueling. I want to see episode three lightsaber mm. dueling. Like obviously, tone down a bit because, like, Anakin's in the suit. He's new to the suit. That kind of thing. I could see him being slowed down a bit. Well, he's been ten years in the suit. But yeah, I guess. Like, the transition from three to four. Even though it was just like, it, it wasn't in the story why it was like that. It's just kind of how choreography and stuff evolved. It still kind of makes sense that they slow down like that because they're older and everything else. But I don't want to see it super slow. Like I want a cinematic experience if they do end up fighting. Like, like I want an 11 minute was. duel at least. <laughs> and John Williams better have a score for it. Mm. Or else don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess he is doing this, isn't he? And like uh, my better half and I, we were joking when we were watching the trailer together again yesterday. It was the first time we watched it together. And uh, right. we were talking about the music and we're like, you know, like when you're at the end of like a school semester and like you have to do one last project and your buddy's already done his and he's willing to like kind of let you look at it. And you're just kind of <laughs> taking stuff from it. It's like he's looking yeah. at his own work and just copy and pasting like Duel of the Fates in there. And like the Which old Obi-Wan. Yeah, and it's great. It's fine. It's going to get him through school. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it is one of those things though where it should have the callback. I think, yeah. like this series should be entirely in reference to one, two, and three, and like should have as many tie-ins as possible. I think, including the music, and like if they brought back Battle of Heroes, which is what Episode Three had when they fought, yeah, be so good. Like, I have that song on Spotify. Well, I have Duel of the Fates too. But honestly, but that's I think up that, there with Duel of the Fates. Honestly, I think yeah. I think Battle of Heroes is better than Duel of the Fates. Really? Because it has such an insanely good and it only lasts a split second, but the absolute like peak, like the climax of the song where everything comes together, it lasts for about five seconds in the Spotify version at least. But it is so good. Like it is just perfect. And the rest of it's good too. And I mean uh, Duel of Fates is obviously iconic. Everyone, well, like most Star Wars people, if you say it, they're going to know what you're talking about and stuff. But I think Duel, uh, Battle of Heroes just has that one sweet little moment of audio where it's just so perfect that I, I can't say that Duel of Fates is better. There's a scene in, in Rebels where there's a fight between Ahsoka and Darth Vader. I know you've probably right. seen a clip of it. I, I've seen clips of it, but I haven't seen like the whole right episode where she slices like a corner of his helmet off, right? And you can see half of Anakin's his face. Yeah. yeah. Would you like something like that, or do you feel like that'd be kind of like overplaying it if they fought? Of course. I don't think it would be necessary because, like, Ahsoka never saw the change. She wasn't there, so it kind of made sense. That right. like she had that moment where she saw him when when like she could see his eye and stuff. Yeah. But like Obi Wan was there. He saw 
exactly what Anakin was just before he became Darth Vader. Like he he saw dark side Anakin all burnt up, just hate in his eyes and everything. So I don't think it's really like necessary. Like it's not going to be a big moment. Like he knows exactly who is behind the mask. Basically. My brain just exploded. Like when you're talking about this, like Ahsoka, like never seen like the change and like, she just knew there was this Darth Vader person and learned it was Anakin. But like when Kenobi leaves most Mustafar, Kenobi thinks that he's killed him. Like he's left him to die. So like in yeah. canon, we don't know when Obi-Wan learns that Anakin Vader is still alive. Do you think we'll get that moment? In the in this TV series, or do you think that he already knows? I think he should have. Like they had such a connection, I think he's got to have some idea, like through the Force, that he is still alive. Like if Darth can know that Luke, like where Luke is, like if he if he can GPS him when he's only known him for however long, like obviously they have their blood and stuff, but. Like he didn't know that he existed for however long, and then as soon but as yeah, he that knows only that works son, that like when they're in proximity of each other, right? Yeah, but like it's a scaled up version of that, I think. Like, because like grew, Vader, like, Obi Wan, only... and Anakin grew up together, and like they trained in the Force together and everything. So I feel You're like right, they have a yeah. much stronger bond that way. Wherein, like, Obi Wan's got to know to some extent, I think. Because, like, obviously, Wait, New Hope, he, he knows. <laughs> like, there's no no question about that. Right? But like, yeah, because he has even the whole when, narrative of... Like, in A New Hope, when, like, Vader is in the Star Destroyer above Tatooine, like, he doesn't know where Kenobi is. He still doesn't know. The only time, like, he like the when they're on the Death Star, and he's, like, he stops for a second, he's like, I feel something, a presence I have not felt since. And he doesn't say when, yeah, of course. And then he goes for it. And then he goes. Like, I think it's a proximity thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think... Yeah. It's like Saruman in, in the Ring of Power in Lord of the Rings. Like he doesn't know until somebody <laughs> puts on the ring, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. Like I could see him doing it either way. Like if if they did say that he knew rape like pretty much the entire time, I, I wouldn't argue that at all. Like, yeah. That, that would totally be fine and still make sense to me if they said that. So Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I don't think there's any in the in the canonical timeline that moment where he realizes. Like in Legends, of course, like you get that. Yeah, know. but like, like it it has to happen before episode four, because yeah, oh yeah. of when when he talks and says like, He's your, your father now. was killed by Darth Vader and stuff like that, and then later Luke is like, you knew, and he he's basically like, yeah, so, <laughs> like there like, there is a point where he knows, and in my head it's always been that he's always known, but they might make a, like a point in this series. Where he finds out again, I guess. Because when he leaves Mustafar and links up with Yoda when it's baby making time, that came out weird. When Padme's having the babies, right? Yep. <laughs> like he he comes there saying like I I accomplished my side of the mission. Like I there is just Sidious left, right? Like I don't know. Obviously nothing said. Yeah, but they, but they the still last they time... hide the children. Because they know Stidious will be looking for him. They will be a threat to him. Yeah, but I'm also thinking, like, when was the last time Obi-Wan saw Yoda prior well, to that? At, that was before he killed Grievous and stuff, right? He kills Grievous. His clones turn on him. He goes to the Tant of Four with Bail Organa. And Yoda's there as oh, well. Oh, right, right. And then they both right, go to yeah, the yeah. Jedi Temple. And he's like, send me to kill the Emperor. Because right, I can't I was thinking kill that Anakin. Was back. 
Yeah, I did that backwards in my head. I remembered it backwards. But anyway, so was after. they split off, and then they, they both fight their two yeah. separate battles. Yoda gets his butt kicked. Obi-Wan believes he's won. Can't finish off his buddy because he thinks he's going to burn to death anyway. Which and then they you would think is kind of backwards. So. You'd, you'd think that he would finish him off out of like pity or sympathy since he does care about him, but... It's, I still get that he can't bring himself to do it. I choke up at that scene, like watching it now. What a great scene! I rewatched it like a week ago. Yeah, because like I just listened to the scene. music again and I, and I watched like the lightsaber duel right to the end. To, yeah. Till the you were my brother and everything, and it's like yeah. It's because like, say what you want about the writing uh, of the prequels and just Star Wars in general, but that that was good. <laughs> well especially like if you watch like all the 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 added stuff after right now in between like if you go through all clone wars and you buy that the clone wars characters are the line like you know what i mean if you can make that blend sometimes i can do it sometimes i can't but i try my best to and then you watch that you know what i mean like you like all the all the stuff that they've been through yeah it's so sad (laughs) it's great that's why i'm worried that's why i'm worried that when kathleen candy said yeah it was too dark so we rewrote it like no it's supposed to be sad just let it be sad but we'll see what happens it's what two months away basically now yep can you believe it's we're actually getting it like you and back That's crazy. yeah i mean there's no way they could have done it without him that would have made sense so like they're not gonna get sir alec guinness back in cgi or something so do you do you still uh like obviously, like in the prequel era, like Ewan portrays an excellent young Obi Wan Kenobi compared to Alec Guinness, right? In my opinion. Yeah. Do you I think mean, now that we're like closer to halfway in between, like the line gets a little more blurry, or do you still? We'll have to watch it, of course, but I wonder if you can still make that blend between the two actors and the character. They, they're passable in terms of the resemblance. Like, in terms of that casting, it it worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like I. Even though, like, obviously, I know they're separate, but in the content of the story, it, it, it's passable for the the look of him changing from Ewan to Alex still. But they do have to age him in this. Like, it's more I, about I think, the uh, the mannerisms to me, rather than the physical look. Yeah, and I think in the prequels they did a good job of writing in a lot of that, uh, even in terms of just like the way he talks and literally saying hello there <laughs> with both actors and stuff like that like the mm-hmm. callback type stuff worked out pretty well with them already bringing back uh live action ahsoka do you think we see her in this i hope not i don't want her to like be in everything i also hope not i'd like to see tarkin though a better tarkin yeah that'd be tough to do because they'd have to cgi and de-age or just recast um like i guess you wouldn't have to de-age a ton but it'd be tricky to do i don't know if they'd bring that on because they seem to just prefer to bring in new characters as opposed to revisiting old ones unless like obviously obi-wan's the main character in this and if you're bringing Ewan back you kind of had to bring aiden back but and then you have the uncle, right? Owen Lars, who they say has a much True. bigger role in this now. And that's the same uh, actor who played the Revenge of the Sith and the, and yeah. the Attack of the Clones brother, right? Like the yeah. 
Cleek's and brother, Amber same, same actress as well. Yeah, that's so that's great. great. Like that's fantastic. Yeah, like bring back continuity is like 100% the right thing to do in terms of who's playing the characters. But but hopefully you get to see like cuz like in episode 4, the original Uncle Owen has like a vendetta against Ben Kenobi, right? So like you're going to see like obviously when yeah. Ben Kenobi's around, trouble follows him, right? Maybe we'll get to see. Oh, can, you, can you imagine this now? You know how Solo got his name in Solo, like when he's just going yeah. through the thing, and Buddy's, uh, what is what is your name, Han? Han, what? Yeah, please don't say it's it. Nobody. Please don't say it. Just stop. Just stop. Anyway, I know what you're referring to. Do yeah, you think? So. Uh, do you think like Kenobi's gonna be going somewhere? Oh, like oh, I don't really have a name. They're gonna be like Ben. <laughs> like, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just written on a poster somewhere in the room. <laughs> What's your ben, name? Yes. Uh, B E I E N Ben <laughs> I, I, Kenobi though. God, I hope not. <laughs> D- yeah, keep the very like <laughs> the thing that's gonna point out who he is, but get rid of the first name. <laughs> but yeah, the other weird thing. Oh God, it's, it's escaping my mind as I'm thinking it. God dang. Oh yeah. Uh. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, like, they seem to have no opposition to Luke wanting to... Because remember, at, at the start of 4, he wanted to join the Academy, which is an Imperial Academy for, for like, a flight school, basically. And they seem to have no opposition to that, aside from, you can go, but next year, because we need help with the moisture farm. <laughs> which is weird, considering, like... They know Obi-Wan's watching. Obi-Wan is extremely against the Empire, obviously. And, I mean, they should be, too. So, it, it's weird that in Episode 4, that's where Luke wants to go. But don't you think that they're keeping him back because they know? Like, they don't want him to enlist, so they make an excuse for him not to enlist? Because they're hoping he becomes, like, a yeah. weird where... You know, even though they hate Kenobi, which is like a weird fine line. You know what I'm saying, though? Where like they know or was he like referring to that academy as the rebel? Because there's that deleted scene of Biggs, right? They're talking before Biggs goes. And Biggs ends up being in the Alliance. So I think that Luke wants to go join the Alliance because like 3PO brings up like the fight against the rebels against the Empire stuff. And he gets all excited, right? Like that's what he was getting into. So I almost think the academy is him like going to find the rebellion. I need to look up. I need to watch the scene again. And the other thing is the um, Star Wars Rogue Squadron game from Nintendo 64 talked about it too, but I can't remember what they said really. I'm not sure that, which one it is either. Yeah, like it. It makes sense. It always for both. seemed to me that it was the Imperial one, but I'm, I can't remember now like the actual references to it really. Because Wedge, like Wedge was from the Imperial Academy and they plucked him. Yeah. Like a lot of their pilots were from the Imperial Academy. Yes. Like, because it, it makes sense. Like the empire obviously rules everything. So they would be the ones that have these facilities that people can go to. Whereas the rebels are not going to have like a, a big advertising campaign saying, Hey, come to our facility. It's, it's right here. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Cause yeah. the empire is going to go after it. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd have to have to consult the text. I'd have to go back through and see why it always see. Yeah, 
have to go back through and see why it's uh well anyway man i'm just always like that. i'm just ranting now like we're picking out the stuff i don't know if you want to come to a wrap here yeah i mean i figured it made sense to make this a little longer since we had the hiatus but yes oh all right uh yeah one other thing that i want to mention right at the end and this is more a question to the viewers is and feel free to put this in the comments or um on either of our discords or anywhere really is there any interest whatsoever in the shameless plug podcast merch meaning like t-shirts mugs anything like that if there is we can set that up if no one has any interest we can just kind of leave it be for now or i might just do it anyways because it's really not difficult but just want to put that out there that it is something we could do with like just the logos or like just the banana and the sock and stuff like that let us know we're spitballing yeah just any ideas you got we're down for basically it's a very fluid thing. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants on this. We can do whatever the people want. We are the people's podcast. Feel free to write that somewhere. Get us some coverage. Uh, did we change but, yeah. the name? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, the, the shameless plug podcast and then subtitle the, the people's podcast, which right. might just be the title of this episode. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. This was episode seven, which was actually the eighth one to come out, but we don't talk about that. So, yeah, thank you for uh, listening to episode seven of the Shameless Plug podcast. You can uh, like, subscribe, share. That would all help us a ton if you feel like supporting us. Join the Discord. Check us out on Twitch. Uh, do whatever you want to do. I'm not your dad. But, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. I'm TMT Coco. I was joined by... Lick my sock, 117. That's the one. Thank you for bearing with the little hiatus that we had. We'll uh, probably be back to weekly now, I think, until Sock ends up having to go again. Until we're done. Figure something out, maybe like pre-record episodes or something, so we don't have such big gaps next time. But we'll we'll maybe figure it out. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. See you. Later.